someone for you As strange as you are Who can cope with the things that you do Without trying too hard
Hello, friends. It's your old pal, Adam. Hi, everybody. It's your old pal, Ryan. And welcome to your old pal's podcast titled Ryan and Adam's Show, coming to you live and direct from Dover, New Jersey. The, the pipi-caca hour. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, it, that could happen and probably will. Did you email us your PP caca stories <laughs> to the truth at ryanadam at gmail.com? If not, we're waiting. That was, we just heard John Brian with Here We Go. That song was from a film directed by Paul Thomas I Anderson. I knew it. Is it Magnolia? No. Uh, Punch Drunk Love. Damn it. <laughs> I knew it was Paul Thomas Anderson. I just couldn't remember. Damn it. It was on the tip of Ryan's brain for four minutes and 47 seconds. It's been a seconds. long time since I've seen Punch Drunk Love. Uh, I saw it within a couple of, It's not my favorite of his films. I, I really liked it when I saw it, but it's been a while. I, I ought to watch it again. I, ironically, even though I would say it's... I, I would say it's his lowest uh, rated for my taste, um, it's ironically my most watched, my most rewatched of... Paul Thomas Anderson's films. Wait, whose voice is that? What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that was Michelle P., our guest today. Michelle P., thank Happy. you so much. Yes, and for you picked coming the song. Out, yes. Driving all the way from Rochester to be with us. What were you thinking? Wait, you didn't. Did you really come right from Rochester? I literally just came from there. Yep. It was a six hour drive. I thought you were kidding, Adam. Oh. I wasn't kidding. And like a jerk, I'm like, you'd have to be crazy to do that. And now I feel bad. Wow. <laughs> it's incredible. It's good to have you here. Uh, listener, you may know Michelle from... We did a whole episode devoted to... An email. One of your emails. You're the only emailer we've ever done that with. <laughs> I dare somebody out there to send an email that... that, that would, <laughs> I, if we're going to get a Dylan email that's fucking five pages long. We've already gotten a Dylan email <laughs> that's five pages long. And we... Uh, I, knew, I knew after that email that this was somebody that I wanted to have on the show... So it's good to have you here. It's amazing. I it's been so long since I've like set eyes on you guys. Yeah, it has <laughs> been a long time. Well, yeah, that's um one of the interesting things is um we know of you. <laughs> but neither of us really know you all that well. And I think you're probably one of you're probably the most out there guest we've had. As far as as being like outside of the circle outside, of friends, outside of the circle, huh. but our circles have interconnected. But you were always around at different times. It was never like yeah, yeah. Like we've definitely spoken. I remember the first time uh, I think uh, I saw you was at we were playing uh, in Tom former guest Tom's garage. Was I remember that, that show. ten years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yes. He only had, he only show. did one show there, as I, far as I know. I remember that. Yeah. So if you were there. I was there. I was definitely there. You had a camera. That were, was huge. Were you a you were a bit of a camera, a bit of a shutterbug, or am I confusing? No, I, I think I had a probably a video camera at that time. I was like just starting to record uh, some footage of bands um, for and, a project, and also just for myself. Um, and you might have asked me for some of my uh, for your footage, my yes. archive footage. I, I yes, I have that uh, digitized for like even some of your your hard copies that you didn't have. Uh, digitized versions of I, I have that for you if you wait hold on wait a second hold, wait 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 hold the phone i gave you hard copies of things i think you gave me some cds and possibly some tapes i, I could be no that makes sense you used I to give out wrong. cds a lot 
Uh, it would be very, it would be pretty insane of me to give away hard hard copies of, or I'm I'm probably copied them. They're probably yeah, copies. They're probably copies. Oh, I'm thinking yeah. like, did I like give you something that? Nobody else. It's not like I would have kept it. Yeah, I would. Have it back. <laughs> I unearthed it from. <laughs> you did used to burn a lot of DVDs. You used to burn a lot of discs and give them out. Yeah, I can't. I wish that I had a kill count for burned DVRs. Yeah, you were wild CDRs. about it. I probably have wasted so much plastic. He would gift people like it would be like a birthday, and you'd be like, "Here's forty like <laughs> concerts. Here's a CD book." <laughs> yeah, it was like, "Holy shit!" I still have a lot of them, but yeah, you were nuts about that. So I believe that story. Yeah, I'm a pretty good person to go to for those archives. I wish I didn't put that out there, because now people are going to want to come to my archives. Everybody <laughs> wants to come to Adam's archives. Well, you can't, but Michelle can. <laughs> Michelle can if you if you ever need anything from back then. Perfect. Just let me know. Absolutely. I'll, I'll be happy to under So what, you were working on a band documentary or something? I was. Local it was, bands? Um, that was my like college senior thesis. I was um, trying to do a documentary of our little community and a lot of our friends' bands. And um, it was going really well for a long time. I mean, um, so many of the, the bands I sat down with just gave me story after story. Like, I don't... I, oh, I, you were I, interviewing, huh? Yeah, I was interviewing. Um and uh, I just, they came out with so many great stories and, I, you know, so many interviews had me laughing so hard. And, um, and it's, uh, it's in a shelf somewhere. <laughs> it never saw the light of day. It's like saw, anything, it's, right? It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I, I showed, you know, some cuts to my peers and, and professors and they were all really impressed with it, really, honestly. Oh, wow. Um. And uh, it just you just uh, threw it out. It's just it, it's it's the uh, to be honest, it's the big regret of my life. It's wow, like, <laughs> five minutes in, <laughs> we got we got there fast. Yeah, well, I was waiting until the second episode to ask you about your biggest regret. This of life. show, we always try to get the guests to admit their biggest regret as fast as we can. I think we won this time. But uh, th- apparently, you did you cut a trailer. I did cut a trailer. That's what I actually. Uh, um, screened. Uh, is that, does that exist uh, anywhere? Is it online? Is it's it on not YouTube? online, but I will absolutely send that to you like after this. Please do, because I, I want to lo- see that. You would love it. You, I, actually, Ryan makes an appearance in that trailer. Get really? out of here. I swear to God, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> what am I doing? I, I wasn't I in a band. I won't tell you, but it's it's a funny shot. Oh, now oh, I really want to see this. Yeah, I used to go to all those shows. I don't really remember them that much, but they but were yeah, fun. They were a good time. Off the top of my head, like some bands that I interviewed, you know, Four Fingers at the time. We've um, had them on the show and, and separately. Uh, guys from Killed by the Bull. I remember um, those guys. Yep, definitely. Um, Melissa, like Paul Kesa and Melissa Lukiola. Yeah, yes, know, yes. Lukiola, or who, uh, aka Francie Moon nowadays. All, all the classics. I've met them. I've met them. The classics of, of the local scene. There was, it was such yeah. a crazy... It, I, I know like, the former guest last week, Seamus, was telling me that like th- that stuff still goes on, those kinds of shows and everything. But I don't know. I felt like during like, when we were young, that, I don't know. It felt cool. There was a lot of local people. Go- it just seemed like there was a real scene or That's something. That's the most old man thing you've I'm ever, an old man. I've, ever said. I've been working with like 21-year-olds lately, and I feel <laughs> so old. So it's just, yeah, I've just been... Fe- but I, I don't know. It just... It feels like it was a cool time. I don't remember any of it, and I didn't play in any of the bands. Michelle, are you still going to shows, like the local gigs? 
Are you um, still going down into the meat locker? <laughs> Are you still in the if shit? The, if the meat locker's still there, I'd love to go back there. Yeah, um, one of these 20-year-old guy, guys said to me, he's like, do you ever hear of the meat locker? I felt, <laughs> I felt a thousand. Like, let me tell you about the meat locker, kid. It was, like, so fucking weird. But, yeah, do you still do that? Uh, do you still go to shows and stuff? I couldn't. I, I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't know if any, how many of our friends are still active. Yeah. Like, I mean, the last show that I saw Adam at was only, like, a few years ago, maybe, like, a year before the pandemic. Um, I feel like that's really the, what killed uh, it. The Index Art Center, yes. I believe. It was like, I know Francie Moon headlined and there was Spouter and Shinner. Shinner actually played in this city in the past couple of years. I went to see them. Um, Shinner else? fan, huh? A l- definitely a Shinner fan. I, and I the Hums. I kind of want to get Noah from Shinner on the show. I think oh, he'd hell be yeah. Oh, he'd be fantastic. Have I met him? I don't know. I've definitely been to their shows, but I don't know who I've met. Yeah, he's a, a modern day, low key. Um, Lou Reed type. Yeah. He's okay. what's the word? He's a mercurial. He's a very mercurial <laughs> dude. Okay. He would be he would be a good guest. I, I think. Sure, that'd be cool. And what's and what's this shirt you're wearing? Does it say Ultramano? Oh yeah, this is uh Idols. They're a UK very like a very wholesome post hardcore band. Wholesome post hardcore. How I describe them. <laughs> Yeah, they're blowing up, and I, I highly, highly recommend them. Yeah. All right, I might need to, I might need to hear a taste of that at some point. Definitely. But uh, but, but you're here, and uh, you you emailed us a, a, a an agenda. <laughs> I no, tell, I was just I, was I didn't just tell Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> but do you want to you want to hear some of these things in the agenda? Is that cool? I mean, I, I mean, is, is that she emailed it for this purpose? She emailed right? it for this purpose, so yeah. of course it's cool. Even though the the number one on the list is the the scariest and <laughs> most horrifying one, I think. Um, number one on her, on Michelle P's list was uh, prying more discussions about love and sex from Ryan and Adam because <laughs> this is always highly entertaining. <laughs> Now I get that yes, it's highly entertaining, but it's also completely terrifying. <laughs> I, I'm always happy to talk about that stuff. At the same time, I as yeah. long as they're all directed at Ryan, I think it'll be. A I think I'm fantastic ready. I was so, I was so upset uh, for that recent episode where you were responding to another one of my emails, the one about uh, licorice pizza. Yes, and you censored your conversation out <laughs> about whatever argument you were having oh, about like what love is or whatever. That's I right. We did a take so, two. I was so oh, disappointed that so you put you, something you out. were the catalyst of um, the one of the. The breakdowns, one of the biggest breakdowns of our podcast. I forgot about that. I will say this, and I told other people this. Our, like, take two, like, it wasn't that far off. We ended up sort of circling right back to the same conversation. Uh, Yeah. A little bit. A a lot of dovetailing. Yeah, yeah. So there's not that much left out. Yeah, it really, it it got a little derailed because I think I, I, what I was trying to explain to Ryan oh, I that I, I think that uh, love is letting go. And he's like, that's not letting go. What are you talking about? You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. I didn't about. call him an idiot. And he, and he started I like. I respectfully disagree. And then by the end of that episode, I just didn't believe in love anymore. I mean, Ryan just <laughs> Adam's completely... quote that, that the one thing I wish was in the episode was Adam said, you're where love goes to die. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, no!" I just I, you were asking me my opinion. I was, I was. Like, I I just I really agreed with one thing you said is that love is something that you work for. It's it's not this big like obsession. Yeah, I think like, I nailed it on that one. Although yeah. I, I I don't know about the rest. What do I know about anything? I don't know anything. I you know neither of us know anything about <laughs> love. 
Like, I don't know. Ryan knows a ton about sex, though. I don't know anything <laughs> about any of these things. I know a lot about microwavable food. <laughs> Before I left, I had a microwavable. I get these dinners. Let me just say this. I get the. Because I'm going to feel. If I sound sluggish, I get these dinners so that I don't have to cook or shop. And they're like pre-made dinners, and you put them in the fridge. They're not frozen, but you microwave them. And before I left, I had like a beef stew one, and it was like – it tasted sweet, which I don't think beef <laughs> stew is supposed to. I think it went bad. And I felt <laughs> I, I have a stomach ache now, and I'm burping it up, so I just want to – that's full disclosure. I ate a bad beef stew. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> So I just want to say that. So that I know a lot about. Love and sex, not so much. I believe uh, you also, in your original email, presented a, a hypothesis that perhaps oh, Ryan boy. was... Uh, demisexual. Dem- dem- yes. Demisexual. I really feel like uh, I'm being prodded at now. <laughs> but he, I, I, you know, he, of course, wasn't going to entertain that I think at I cor- all. I think I corrected and said that I'm wussbag sexual. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah it was something along the lines of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, uh, so I, I, I mean, I'm sure that this this could come up in conversation at some point. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'll talk about whatever, you know. I, I don't, it doesn't bother yeah, me. You, you didn't come with like a uh, a laundry list of <laughs> gotcha could, questions. Uh, to, uh, me and Adam. I mean, I could, I could both. Um, me and something. Adam. Uh, <laughs> like, have you ever talked on the show about love languages? We have not talked about love languages. No, no, I, no, I don't. So think if I could remember them off the top of my head, uh, I believe they are uh, gift giving, uh, touch, quality time. Um, Boy, I, I know, I know all of these from the unfortunately, somewhat unfortunately, from the the dating app world because a lot of people list their list their love languages. <laughs> what does there. this mean? Like what you want. From love, or what like is that? Or mean? How you want the affection to be expressed? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. So Ryan's love language is, is microwavable <laughs> beef and, and stew. It usually could be, and that could be somebody's fetish. Let's put it know? this way: we showed up, and you wanted to do a group hug, and yeah. I was <laughs> terribly uncomfortable. And I'm like, Adam, this is the first time we've ever hugged. All right. So we've by process of elimination, we know touch is is not one. And there's a time and a place for it. I'm not a, a touchy feely guy, though. I'm no. not. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I if I had to pick, it's I'm very conversational, I and I want to uh, I don't know, just have an honest and open, frank discussion. Boy, okay. I don't know. Deep discussions. T- talking okay. about love with a bad beef stew in my stomach. I'm gonna vomit. <laughs> <laughs> like this is gonna be tough. This is gonna be a tough one. I can feel it. <laughs> I gotta get the jitters out of me. I feel a little. All right. Um, I don't like to receive gifts. As much as I, I'm, I'm big in giving gifts. Like you just said, I, I how yeah. many blank CDs? Yeah, <laughs> I love giving gifts. I always feel weird about giving gifts. I always feel like, is this person going to be like, why is this person giving me a gift? I don't know. There's all these kind of weird feelings that go into my head that I don't think normal people have. And I always just feel like gift getting. There's always this weirdness behind gift getting. I don't know. Am I? I mean, I'm probably a psycho. Michelle, love language. <laughs> Um, well, I think you could tell just from our greeting, it is touch. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's the big one. Yeah, that was the other email you sent was about... Yeah, touching. Something about that. Oh, yes, about, like, physical affection towards friends and, and acquaintances. Yes, yeah. yes. I think you and Ryan are polar opposites. Yeah, yeah. I get used to it after a while. Like, I have people that like to hug, and now I'm like, okay, that's what we do. I'm close with them now. Like, you know. You yeah. know it's coming. But at the at the beginning, it's always like, oh, someone's touching me. It's always, it's always a shock. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 
I'm maybe ironically, I'm not. I'm not like a real hypersexual being. Um, I think I have the sexual appearance, uh, yeah, sexual experience of someone like half my age. So that that's. I mean, yeah. Well, I I I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, I'm preaching to the choir. I don't think anybody listening to this show needs to hear my opinion on that. <laughs> I think I I've. I've had sex, okay, okay, but <laughs> all right. Let's just get that out of the way. It, it has. It was a few presidential administrations ago, probably, but it happened and it was fun. Well, I'm glad it was fun. Yeah, well, it was fun. I am glad I, that. I'm it was assuming fun. it was fun for the other person. I didn't ask them, but oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, and I'm kidding about most of the things I'm saying. But yes, I'm not a super sexual guy. I'm not against it. Now, Adam, on the other hand, is is uh, banging all the time. <laughs> no. He's a regular Charlie Sheen. He's constantly <laughs> no. balls deep into something. I'm not. <laughs> That's disgusting. It is the grossest phrase ever. No, you're all right. <laughs> hey, you guys want to talk about love and sex? I'm just trying to keep it, you know, keep it, keep it fun. Listener, what's your love language? Email us the truth, Ryan Adam. I couldn't at tell gmail. you. gmail.com. Truly, if I was to be asked that, I honestly don't know. I don't know. What do you think it would be for me? For you? You know me pretty well. Uh, the problem is, I, I all right, you know what? Let me pull it up. Yeah, Let sure. me get the Go official. It. It's some guy wrote a book, right? The love the language. I didn't know there was an official book. I just hear them like referred to so often. The Five Love Languages, How to Express, and Then It Cuts Off by Gary Chapman. <laughs> I do apologize for saying Balls deep earlier. Oh, you're not going to apologize <laughs> for slant, slandering me. I though. made you sound like Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to sound like Charlie Sheen. He's got tiger blood or whatever. That's so cool. <laughs> I'm so glad. I think he also has HIV, but that's neither, <laughs> neither, neither here nor there. Words of affirmation. Oh, that's you. Oh, okay. That's Explain you yourself. Take. What do you mean by that? You want people to uh compliment me i don't know if that's true mm, that's not really the hey, same thing it's not the same thing but if 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 a girl said to you um hey i love that uh that butter boys film you did I, that, I, that would give you it's a, being supportive of what you do or what you're trying to do yeah okay yeah i do like that that would be something that i would i would be supportive back i don't want to make it seem like i just need tons of attention and there's quality time okay <laughs> i've Maybe for some it's quantity over quality. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, I do. I, I wouldn't want to go with quantity time. No, same. I, yeah. I feel like either too much of my time is uh, it, it, being taken, or I'm taking too much. Of, it, it's an yeah. exhaust. That's yeah, I could see that being exhausting. Yeah. There's physical touch, which we've covered. Yeah. Acts of service. Oh, that's one I love to give. I'm a big. Okay, so yes. that's the opposite of number five. Is that, which is is that like receiving being, gifts? So acts of service, like being helpful. Like, like I don't understand. Like, you're doing a... I, I suppose so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're helping? I don't... Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't yeah. have an opinion yeah, on that. you don't really help co- that much with I'm available to help, you know? God, I think uh, in college, I had a crush on a guy, and I nuked the hell out of his bathroom, meaning I cleaned it, like, top to bottom. It's good oh, you, you cleaned you it. Yeah. So yeah. that would be a, a When Ryan nukes example. the bathroom, yeah. it means <laughs> something <laughs> different. I know you said I nuked the bathroom, I thought, finally or- the cock guy. <laughs> <laughs> um... I would never <laughs> nuke a bathroom uh, in that way unless I, you know, it was a do or die. You have to. But uh, yes, okay. So there you go. You cleaned his bathroom. Now, was he grateful for that? Yes. He but, better have been. But but uh, 
Yeah, that was definitely not a mature thing for me to do. Or I, <laughs> what do you mean it wasn't it was a mature a, thing? Or it was a strange. It was a stra- very strange. Did you thing do it for me without do. him saying so? You mean without permission? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I got permission. It was. Um, I mean, you know, they were they were friends who had let me into that uh, apartment plenty of times. Um, I guess you'd have to know somebody liked you then. That's another thing. I have absolutely no goddamn clue if somebody is, likes me or not. That's I have a blindness to that. Mm. That does not exist in my. I think it just does. That's not there. Someone could give me gifts every day, yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, "What the fuck is this person doing? Are they crazy?" I just imagining somebody <laughs> sending roses to Ryan. I would just be like, "This is weird." I just would never. I don't know if I'd ever like. It's just I'm nuts that way. I don't know. I'm psychotic. I mean, it's pretty simple. They would reach out to you. They would just be there in some form or another, even if it's just like texting you or sending I, you a message, you know? I guess. It's hard to read. That brings you into the new the new buzzword or buzz phrase going around hmm. now is love bombing. Oh, and, yes. And, and I've heard this before. I think that's when your one of your languages is a little, uh, little loud. You're speaking it a little too loud. Yeah, I think it's like an, sometimes it's in an abusive relationship too, right? Where it's yeah. like someone's mean to somebody, but then they're like, I love you so much, you're the greatest. And then they just, and then the person forgives them. Oh, yeah. Is that correct? Yes. I think I'm right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, you know. It's a big, it's a, it's a, it's going around. It's a trendy term now. It's a trendy term. <laughs> People are out there. This podcast has morphed into something else. <laughs> discovering or uh, sharing their love bombing experiences. Really? Yeah. Where, where are you hearing this? Do you watch like Oprah or something? <laughs> like Dr. No, Phil? It's mostly clickbait type yeah. of uh, situations. Yeah. When you get sucked into a clickbait hole. What character from Sex in the City are you? <laughs> and then you didn't you? I, I don't know any of these people. You're such a Samantha. <laughs> you know? No, I think she was the one that banged a lot. Oh. Yeah. But I didn't watch the show. Um, <laughs> and what else? What else you got on there? You got anything else? Uh, going down Michelle P's list, uh, all of our most rewatched movies slash comfort movies. Now, okay. give me some examples. That's a good. Michelle. That's a good category. I mean, yes, my most rewatched. So we started off this set with uh, the, the, that song from Punch Drunk Love, which I said is my, one of my most rewatched films. It's the shortest Paul Thomas Anderson film, I think, by far, which is why it's easier uh, to yeah. go back to. But um, it's not like heavy either. It's. Yeah, I guess that's fair. There's a heaviness, but it's not like there will be blood or some shit. You yeah, know, it's like easy, easier. It's a, I could see it being a comfort watch. Yeah, just because Adam Sandler's character in that film just so much represents everything that I can't stand in myself, and yeah. you know, see him like, you know, find you know this this wonderful woman who completely like seems to accept him or is as much of a weirdo in her own way. You know, it's just a very comforting story. <laughs> it is. That's a nice little romantic uh, fantasy, I think. I yeah. should almost rewatch the film with that in mind. Well, I think maybe people, I would appreciate it more. I think people can relate to the uh, the Adam Sandler character. I, I I I get it. I get it. Also, I love that like Paul Thomas Anderson's an Adam Sandler fan, like an actual fan of his mm-hmm. movies, and he loves Big Daddy and shit. And he like I love Big Daddy. I know, but you would think somebody who makes these, you know, you never. But he he's married to uh, Maya Rudolph too. He probably likes all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But he, mm-hmm. it's cool that he like took the Adam Sandler archetype character of this soft spoken meek guy who explodes in mm-hmm. anger, and then put it in like an art house movie. Like it's very cool that he like did that. Yeah, it was a bit of a risk. Yeah, and that was what his fourth movie. I think third movie. I had a video store guy warn me against renting it. Really? At Easy Video. He was like, we get a lot of people who rent this and they're disappointed. 
He doesn't yell at any golf balls. He never yells at any penguins. Like it's not <laughs> your normal Adam Sandler movie. And I'm just like, but you know, I I, I dug it. That's a fun disclaimer. <laughs> I miss the easy video guy. I know. I was a good time, the video store guy. But yeah, it was you know. You got a comfort film, a, a rewatch film? Um, God, it's a great question. I, I, yes. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you can think about it. I, I, let me think about it. You answer first. I, I, I want to think about it. Do you have any others, by the I, way? I definitely, uh, yeah. I was because I, I, I felt like you were going to say some others. Um, also, a John Brion soundtrack, uh, "Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless oh, yeah. Mind." Oh yeah, you can rewatch that one a lot. They're like, <laughs> that's, that's pretty, better. It's that's much pretty. better if you rewatch it because it's it has that whole non-linear thing going on. You you just catch more things. I've seen it a couple times, times two or three times. Another mm-hmm. artsy romantic comedy with normally a comedic actor who's now yeah, in a serious you know movie. Yeah. Maybe that's my thing. <laughs> it's a, it's a similar kind of thing yeah. going on there, and he's also kind of meekish you know he's also kind of I, yeah. I, I see in a similar vibe that one i i really like but i definitely couldn't watch that a lot it's, i think i watch it like once a year almost really yeah it's been a while for me i agree with you adam although i have seen it probably three or four times and i, and I did i definitely like it yeah that one i find uh incredibly relatable and i it scares me and it it's very visceral it's not the first time that. i've heard that yeah, yeah. It, it is visceral and it, and it's like not super happy. It is happy, but it's kind of like realistic happy. I think it's a happy ending, in my opinion. Yeah. It, it is happy. It's yeah. as happy as like in, it's real life happy. Exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not like you know. But yeah, that's a good movie. I haven't seen it forever, but I like it. I mean, I go with much more uh, comfy. Th- I mean, I think um, as far as re, I probably watched Lebowski. How many times? Oh yeah. I don't even know Lebowski. By the way, I thought. I got to a point where I, I had trouble rewatching these rewatchable movies. Yeah, and I'm because like, you just, I'm sick you, of them. You burnt out. Yeah. So I popped in Lebowski maybe like three months ago thinking like, I'm just going to be sick of this fucking thing. I know <laughs> I am. And I just loved it yeah, as much as I've ever loved it. And it was so comforting. I'm like, yeah. this just feels so good watching this movie. Like, I'm so happy this movie still is great. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That that just reminds me a bit of a tangent, but um I worked on a film that was like a spin-off of the of Big Lebowski and it was just about uh the character um, the G- Jesus the movie Jesus yeah you yeah, worked yeah. on that yeah I mean I had a very very small cogwheel in there but uh, still <laughs> John Turturro directed that movie but yeah yeah he acted and, dir- and directed what, it where is this movie he made a movie that I well you probably I would know love to than I've me. actually never seen the thing in whole I believe and I would it's love based, to watch it I think it's like a remake of a French movie but he plays the character Jesus in it well, what it uh, wasn't it didn't uh, do very yeah, well it wasn't uh, supposed to be that great Although, so i can i can go on amazon and download it's, it's this a, movie it's a, it's a, i think it's it might be on amazon yeah it's a movie it's oh, out wow. there. what did you do on it um at that point i mean i was just helping i was just like helping the conform editors at, that's you know, still pretty like cool pretty far back in time but actually no i i helped uh, i assisted the colorist too actually later on yeah you're a bit of a, a colorist right um, not creatively. I, I consciously made the decision that I don't want to be a, a creative colorist. I just, uh, you know, um, I'm really into the, the technical side of it and making things, making things, meh, <laughs> making sure things are right <laughs> uh, for exhibition. I find anytime somebody works on anything real to be 
Yeah, well, we're going to talk about this. Yeah, I, I think it's the coolest thing. We oh, A former guest told me recently that he worked on, on Impractical Jokers. Mm. Whenever I hear anybody who says these things and they're like, yeah, but it's whatever. I'm always like, <laughs> I don't do anything cool. I ate, a, I ate bad beef stew. Like, I do nothing. Like, to work on anything even legitimately real is very cool to me. So, all right, Michelle, you went to Fairleigh Dickinson, right? That's correct. You did... Um, you did the film program yeah. there? I also like, did mass media back in high school at Randolph High School. So okay. it started back then. That's where oh. me and Adam met, mass media in high school. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a mass media uh, <laughs> gathering I'm right here. I'm a big here. fan of mass media. <laughs> and you did you just go and do the whole like PA thing and go through that and just mm. gig work? I mean, and... I really didn't do any internships while I was really? in college, no. But afterwards, you probably did. Uh, no, I never did any internships. <laughs> I um, My first... Uh... You just went right to working with John Turturro. <laughs> <laughs> you just called him up. Yo, John. <laughs> no, I started off like in the uh, film vault, uh, where they also kept like uh, tapes and, and hard drives. Just, oh, like, doing like, a little like, media a li- management. Like a, li- like a librarian, basically, yeah. for a year or so. Cool. Um, and then I was a, a technical assistant for many years, um, which is a vague role. I worked with the, uh, the the office that I worked in. Kind of looked like a spaceship. There were just like like walls of just like tape decks and um, all all sorts of like analog and digital machines. This is in the city, New York. In yeah, in Manhattan. Okay. Yeah, at a post house. Um, Oh, so you're doing post-production work. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, coloring. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah, so we, we did a lot of, like, digitizing tapes and um, transcoding files and creating um, the exhibition files for certain networks. Like, we um, like we would create files, uh, like, FX, like, The Americans. We worked on, like, every season of that. And oh, I, sweet. I've watched I would, that show. <laughs> I would yeah, would, you, would you think if you remember? I I, uh, w- I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I was a big fan of watching that one at work. Yeah, um, it was a good show. But yeah, we would like I was responsible for making the files that went to air, and you know, so that was the files was were cool. great. By yeah, the way, I enjoyed you. the so, files. So pleased that <laughs> yeah. you enjoyed the quality of my files. I thought that when I was watching them. Like I gotta tell you, people are talking about the acting, the files. <laughs> it's all about the files. Oh no, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, and yeah, and just. Uh, Eventually worked my way up working with the conform editors and and colorists and um, now I'm a my my title is color assist so color I'm, assist yeah so I'm working with a bunch of like fucking amazing top tier colorists right now um, I'm not like uh, the sidekick of anyone in particular I'm just kind of dabbling in with everybody because uh, I'm not looking to be a protege of anyone although I've definitely been given the offer um, I just. I'm very comfortable where I am. Is there is there mm-hmm. an Oscar for colorist? Like in the that technical? There, there's, that is, that's, there, there are uh, awards especially for that, but not uh, like Academy level. I think they need, they? they need a technical award for the colorist. Yeah, I think. I think that you might, you know, they should really care more about the, the that kind of a thing. I'm not even being sarcastic, yeah. right? Like Tom Hanks, he has enough. Yeah. <laughs> like give something to the colorist. <laughs> Yeah, they have their whole technical awards. That that yeah. should be one of them, I think. And I think you're right. You do it all digitally. Have you have you ever done the old school like? I've never seen the baths done. No. No, that's what it's called. The baths. Like the film film bath. Like like color yeah. color timing. Oh. Yeah, that's that's so ancient now. Yeah. And my my aunt's uh, father was a colorist back in the day, and I think he he used to one of his jobs was showing dailies. Yeah. And. Uh, 
I think there was some story about him, well, some movie that uh, Tim Robbins was directing and Susan Sarandon was in it. And he told him, he's like, you got to, you know, tint the film because she was playing an Italian. He's like, my wife's not Italian. So you need to like, <laughs> wow, give her like a little more of an olive tone skin. And mm. like he would tint he it, it, it to do that. Yeah. yeah. And like, like throughout the movie, she was tinted. Like that's crazy. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to color to uh, flesh tones. Am I right? If I learned one thing, I mean, no, not always. The, I mean, the, the chemical <laughs> stuff is way over my head. That's really intense stuff. It's 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 crazy. Like the things you don't think about. Mm. You don't think about coloring in movies. Do you? That makes a huge huge impact. Yeah. yeah. And what software do you use? Do you use DaVinci? Uh, we were mainly using that for a long time. Uh, yeah, DaVinci Resolve. We're migrating entirely to uh, a UK program, Filmlight's Base Light. Ah. It's very fancy. That's fancy stuff. Yeah. yeah. UK. <laughs> <laughs> That's international. The UK. <laughs> That's do, you, do you do any freelance work? No. I no freelance work? I don't work. really have time. Uh, okay. I mean, no time. I mean, plus, I, again, I'm not really doing anything creatively. I haven't been honing that for many years. I'm just doing pure, like, technical support, basically. You're just hitting the pavement. <laughs> it's still pretty cool. I mean, my job is literally hitting the pavement. Like, I, <laughs> like seriously, though. Like, I wish that I had a job that was cool. I, oh, but it's, yeah, post-production's so damn relaxed, at least in my role, personally. It's It really is just a, like any other desk job. Um, people just come into the office with sweatpants and just chill out. <sighs> you just sold me. No, <laughs> <It's, laughs> you had me at sweatpants. Yeah, Every, <laughs> everyone feels good if they, you know, feel good about the products they're working on. Um, oh, I think the most like starstruck moment I've had, and I really haven't had many. Um, oh, this is what we want to hear. We want to hear the, <laughs> about the stars. When I um, <laughs> <laughs> I started at this company maybe like three years ago now, and like in my first week there, um, Ari Aster was finishing up uh, Midsommar. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I got to like run some of their like visual effects reviews, and you know, I was a, a total noob at like running anything there because it was a new facility, and they were like so so nice to me <laughs> throughout everything. That's and awesome. it was nice that like Ari uh, like asked my personal opinion on some visual effects shots at some point. I was like, oh, this is just, that's you know that's amazing. cool. Were you yeah. like there needs to be more blood? <laughs> When that guy falls Did off, you the, her, hey, jumps off the cliff. I never saw the movie. I'm just, this, okay. I'm just doing an impression of you. Where you just like, listen, this movie sucks. <laughs> you got to get back in there and do this whole thing over again. Now I never <laughs> seen the movie. I don't. I actually should see that movie. Oh, I don't, it's, oh I, please it's do. Bizarre please. that I haven't seen it yet. Ari, do you even know what you're doing? <laughs> that's that's a that cl- sort of a curb. Yeah, reference. that classic. Uh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I, well, to be fair, I did disagree with him. I think uh, you know he was asking like one shot versus another, and I was again, you know. Well, it's good to know that one. he is entertaining, humble enough, humble to enough ask to other ask people. That. Yes, He's very very humble guy for sure. Like he was apologizing. For some reason, to me, I guess because I was in the room, <laughs> apologizing profusely about like how the project was like going over its deadlines, and you know we were being overworked and everything. And I was like, "No, nah, come on, man, this is it's all good." That's cool when <laughs> when these when these guys are cool. Yeah. And no, yeah. Now wait, wait a second. I just I just pulled you up on IMDb. Oh, nice. Yeah. The, it might be outdated, but yeah. I see Midsummer here. Yeah. Is the band documentary? You worked on, on the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh my God, that was an ordeal. That one. Yeah. Another Coen Brothers. Yeah. Another Coen Brothers. All right, do tell. 
No, I mean, not to, <laughs> I never got to see the Coen brothers. Uh, you know, they were very good about like averting everyone's eyes whenever they came into the oh, yeah. facility there. <laughs> but Unlike the Midsummer guy, they came in covering their faces. Do not look <laughs> at us in the eyes. <laughs> um, but I worked just insane hours, like basically oh, lived yeah. at the facility for that one. And the, the colorist that we brought in uh, from like overseas was extremely militant. I, I would, that's how I would describe him. He was a real fucking hard ass. Um, but wow, uh, <laughs> I mean, you survived. Oh yeah, I, you survived I, the ballad of Buster it. Scruggs. That, it's like it, it, it's a little bit of PTSD for me just hearing the name. Oh to be really? Yeah. Did you see it after? And was it tough? Too? I've saw it a million times. Just oh, like from sure, being, yeah. like, having to work on it. Yeah, that's. Um, I I sort of worked in a inside of a projection booth. Behind, like, like where they were screening it and doing the color, so I got to like take a peek once in a while and see how they were doing. But, uh, but yeah, it was um, that was a wild time, and I, I am really proud of how that came out. And well, was it worth having on your resume to go through? Oh that? fuck yeah! Oh, All right, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adam, did you like that movie? Yeah, I did like the Ballad. I, of I, I enjoyed it, but talk about a movie that I can't imagine rewatching. I liked it, but I forgot it existed. It's not on the top of my list of popping it on again. I should watch it again eventually. I mean, you have you have some uh, impressive credits here. Uh, Manchester by the Sea. Oh, you were a TA. I, yeah, that's again really really minor role. Like I don't think I wasn't even in the credits for that one. So you're in the credits for some of these. Are you in the credits for Buster Scruggs or Midsummer? Oh, definitely, definitely. Really, both of those. Yep. See, again, yeah. people who do these My things... My dream is always to be <laughs> yeah. in the credits somewhere at a movie I can go to AMC and see. I know. I you, feel like people that are part of it are so like, yeah, but I didn't do much. I always think like, yeah. you're in the credits of a movie. Like yeah, To me, fair. that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Hey, if you want to see my name right now, you could see uh, Marry Me. That's one with J- <laughs> really? J- J-Lo and... Um, <laughs> Oh, what's his face? I mean, I've already seen it three times, but I'll see it. I'll (laughs) make sure to sit through the credits this time. (laughs) You colored Owen Wilson's uh, (laughs) face in that? Oh, my God. That's that's so wild. Yeah, you did a lot of the Americans. You were on the American. You were... Was that the whole show you worked yeah, on? Yeah, basically. It seemed like all the seasons, yeah. And and I've never watched the show, but is that the one that it imagines if Russia had won the Cold War? No, I'm thinking no. of something else. It's just during the Cold War, and it's about what film I think spies. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the name of it, but I know what you're Listener, saying. Listener, if you know what show I'm thinking of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, please I, email us, thetruthryanadam at gmail.com, and tell me what's so uh, wrong. Yeah, the Americans were just Russian spies that were pretending to be Americans. Oh, man. Uh, do you have have you recent? Oh, hold on! Before I get the Irishman. Uh huh. I think I was the first person on earth to see Irishman in full. Like, got to watch it in a theater. Are you serious? See, that's like, really to cool. To it down, yeah. That's yeah. What episode is this? Why haven't we had her on earlier? <laughs> I didn't know that she did that. I had no idea. This is this is outrageous. That's really cool. Now you didn't. I'm sure you didn't meet Martin Scorsese though through that. Um, I I got eyes on him. I didn't get to personally talk him. to him. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't well. ask you your opinion. <laughs> no, no one was allowed to use the bathrooms while he was at the facility. <laughs> Why? Was Scorsese wow. just stinking it up? Or? <laughs> <laughs> he, he had to have uh, you know, full, full rain on the bathrooms. <laughs> wow, Marty talking get in the bathroom. Getting the inside baseball of Marty's bathroom habits. <laughs> Nobody's allowed to shit in this bathroom but me. I made Raging Bull. <laughs> I and now I'm going to take a Raging Bull. Yeah. Uh, wow, Marty taking cog in the bathroom. Good to know. Oh, 
fuck, that's so good. <laughs> Only our show would be interested in what these directors bathroom habits were. Now, I'm an I'm an idiot, so I don't know what a conform artist is. What does oh, the con- God. is that just It'd be so fucking boring. What is a conform artist? Because that's what you did on the Irishman. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do, what I've been doing for a few years. Um so, you know, the actual editor of the film is in charge of basically assembling the story. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the big deal. Uh, they deserve all the credit and the glamour. Um, they, the editor gives us, like, the recipe of the cut, and we have to reassemble it from scratch with the raw material, whereas they were using, like, low-res material, like, from the dailies. Oh, okay. Uh, processing. Um, so, yeah, we're taking, like, uh, you know, the final sound mix... Um, all the final VFX from all the VFX houses, and we're just grabbing everything from all the different departments and companies and, like, bringing them all together to the final piece. I would say you're doing the real work. (laughs) That's the real work. Um, Yeah, that nobody knows about. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely finding a lot of last-minute errors and formatting things, and, uh, yeah, it's a big responsibility. And, again, I really enjoy a role where I'm just worrying about things being right and wrong and not having to worry about creative decisions because that just is too much for my brain. (laughs) That would be tough to do on on a big movie, too. Yeah. But still. I mean, that's the legwork. Can I be honest with you about something? I'm yeah. almost ashamed to admit this. I looked I looked at your name on IMDb before, and I, th- I thought, this has to be someone else. No, no, <laughs> not at all. But it's you. This is unreal. This is, you got like, uh, what do we got here? Every American now, Utopia, Hamilton. Every now and then we have people on who actually do stuff. Yeah, it's always it's, nice to have someone on that actually does stuff. <laughs> it's rare. It's rare. I don't. I you know we don't do stuff, so it's very cool to hear. I mean, you. This is this is really awesome. This is basically what I wanted to do, but now I uh, I don't do it. <laughs> That's life, though. Like J- Jeff was working at Thatcher's, and a, a couple of guys that are they're making a movie in Denville right now. Now I talked uh, real. I talked about Saint Francis, how I helped clean it out, and I was like, "Wow, this place is really creepy." Mm. They're filming a horror movie there now. Oh, that's that's Pete why. Davidson, who mm. we've talked about on this podcast mm-hmm. before, and so I'll drive by like in a shitty work truck, like, "Why can't I be in there?" Well, Jeff was managing Thatcher's, and a bunch of the crewmen went in there, and Jeff's like, "You know, I went to school for film, and I'm I'm managing this bar." And- and of course, these guys were all like, "Oh, you're you're better off. This is blood money. Like we we did money. Yeah, we hate it and all this stuff." And Jeff was just super angry and depressed. It's like, yeah, it's like the oh stuff you God. wanted to do, and now you're just looking at it and and it, people are humble, but it's always like, ah, you're doing something cool. You're you got a cool IMDb. Like it's very cool. Uh, believe me, I am grateful every fucking day for my job. I really, really am, just because it's it's so relaxed and. Uh, really, I, I, I feel like I have no talent next to all of my peers there. Like, they're, they oh, all have, like, big-ass brains. I beg and to differ. are very creative, like, wonderfully creative. Th- but, that uh, could just be your I'm perspective. There, no, it's not my perspective. I am there with that team because I'm an, I'm not an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's <laughs> And I think, honestly, I think that's how I've made it so far in my career is just... Um, You're just good to hang just with. Bu- just building trust and... You well, know, there, there, you know. there was a line in Mad Men when the one guy goes, people don't want to like admit it, but most of business comes down to, I don't like that guy or yeah, I like that yeah, guy. Yeah. It's like not being an asshole is a huge start. Like, that's a good way to be. Like, yeah, when they hired me at this current company, like my, my boss was like, all right, yeah, we're just trying to assemble a team of people who aren't assholes. So please <laughs> come on board. Now you know? you know why Adam didn't get that job. <laughs> 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 
I mean, you've been you've been in the in the industry for ten years. In the industry, oh in the industry for ten years. Just cool to say. What, what's the the What's the standout? What's the best thing you ever worked on? Oh my god! Most fun you ever had. The most fun thing I've ever worked on. Um. As much as, like I, I said before, it was like PTSD, the Buster Scruggs experience was also extremely exciting because obviously I, I had been dying to work on a Coen Brothers film uh, by that point. Um, I got to really see it evolve like from how it looked at the beginning of the process versus the end, and it was a huge difference. Um, and it was really fun to piece that together. Like we would get like little bits of footage or pieces of those stories at a time. And we're like, what, what is this movie going to yeah. be? And then, we, yeah. <laughs> and then I think actually, um, at some point they were going to be episodes like on Netflix. It was going to be like an episodic series. Yeah. And wow. I they, can see that. They decided to just make it one, yeah, yeah. one film. Wow. Yeah. Dude. And I guess the harder it is, probably the more rewarding it is that it when it when it's done and it all Absolutely. comes out well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's amazing. Yeah. And, and you've never had to sign like an NDA or anything like this. Uh, Nobody no. listens to this show, so it doesn't really? matter. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you mean? Oh, it's only for projects that I'm currently working on. Oh, so once they're over, yeah. you could tell us I about could, yeah, Scorsese's about poops. <laughs> Have you ever been fired from any hmm. gigs ever? No. No. All right, good. When when you tell a person that you ha- have an IMDb, it kind of it always blows their mind, really. And then you, can't like, you just make one? Yeah, anybody you can, can make one, yeah. but people don't you know. Nor- when I, the normies don't realize when I that. got an IMDb and I think someone made it for me and it was just all of like the movies that me, Jeff, and whoever oh, were making. And that's what mine was for a long time. It was yeah. like, oh, cool, I'm on IMDb, and it's like <laughs> it's like fucking nothing, you know? It's like fake stuff, but you can just make one. I just want you to know there are three Ryan Tompkins on IMDb. <laughs> You're number one. I have not added. I don't hey. know how. I don't know how to add to that. By the way, those other two Ryan Tompkins must really suck. <laughs> Because those are all fake, like, college movies that nobody's seen. Like, I, there's a few people in the credits that have went on to do things. Oh, yeah. I'm not one of them. That's but, right. But, yeah. So, maybe that helped. I don't know. Wow. We've, uh, we haven't even gotten halfway through this list here. Is the episode over? And the episode's over. That's fine. We have another one we have to do. We, it is over. It's done. We're wow. done. We're finished. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, that was good. See how quickly that goes? That was fun. And and we were you picked this this closing song, Point Me Towards the Real, Ezra Furman. I mean, unless you want to save that one. Do you want to save that one? I think one? I want to save that one because I would have stories to tell with that one. All right. Um, I want to hear that. Yeah. There was another... Uh, wait till next week to yeah. hear that song. Yeah. There was another a film-related song. I can't remember. What a cliffhanger. Um, was it... Uh, I know what I want yes. by the attacks. Yes, yes, that's from a film called A Bigger Splash, which I highly, highly recommend. A I, I haven't heard of it. Me either. I'm gonna Google Who's it, in it so that uh, Ralph Fiennes, Tilda Swinton. I know all those people. Yes. You said Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. Did- I'm always curious. Some people, I, I've been told that his name is like Rafe Fines. Oh, oh. I've, I've actually heard that too, but I don't know how. I believe it. I believe that I have. Been- I've always said Ralph though because mm. I'm an. Ignorant. I've always said American Ralph as man. well. I can look up how to pronounce it. All right, let's look it up. All right, we got it. We got it. This is very important. Hard hitting. How do you p- 
pronounce podcast journalism Ralph right here. Fines. All right, ready? Well, they're going to do it for us. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Rafe Fines. That sounded like Rafe. It sounded like Rafe, yeah. Rafe Fines. Yeah, and they even spelled it Ray and F. Rafe. Wow. Today I learned. I guess it's Rafe Fines. So this Ralph Fines movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's good. It's spelled Ralph. Like, that's a name already. It'd be like if you went by, like, Adam. I'm Adam. It's like, no, it's spelled Adam. What the hell are you doing? Fuck <laughs> Ralph Fines. Hey, I looked the movie up. I'm going to check it out. We're going to check it out. Is that now? We're going to see what's going on with I'm it. Sorry, I keep talking. Is the That's episode right. over? Are we trying to end it? I guess we're I guess we're trying to wrap it up. Oh, real quick. I just want to say, Andrew Johnson was the one impeached, not Andrew Jackson. Oh, okay. Little, little we... correction from the president's discussion. <laughs> All right. That I, re- I really wanted to do that. Okay. Uh, we're good? Thank you, have anything you for you that retraction. Say? Anything you want to say before we end or... I want to say, uh, you know, we spent this whole episode talking about how my career has been wonderful, but I really want to emphasize that documentary that I didn't finish, that is really the biggest regret of my life, and I really <laughs> want to go back to that footage, and Adam, you're very welcome to take a look at it with me whenever. I want, I want to look at it. You should. I want to check it out. Mm-hmm. You did a little band documentary back in the day, these, these bands. Yeah, in high, yeah. When I was in high school. I, think, I think you should go back to I would to love it. to see that. I would love to see that. Oh, man. And on that note... Um, <laughs> Marty Scorsese's poops. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>